Life is of a very brief duration. Since the day of Adam's creation until today, using a biblical generation, there have been just 127 generational spans if you place them end to end. We have seen non-biblical generational spans between 38 and 42 years. Using an average of 40 years and dividing it into 6,010 a.m., a.m. stands for annual Monday, meaning a years of the world from creation, the result is just over 150 generations. But the Word of God settles the generational discrepancy in Matthew 1.17. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations, and from David until the carrying away into Babylon are 14 generations, and from the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ are 14 generations. According to Usher, Abraham was born in 1996 B.C. and Jesus Christ 5 B.C. There were 42 generations between them. Thus, a biblical generation will be just over 47 years. Do the math. And imagine there have been just 127 generations since the beginning of time. Life is very, very short. What we do during this life dictates our eternity. Decisions must be made. To those of you visiting, God said, man said today, who have yet to believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ, repent of sin, and commit your life to him, you are in the valley of decision. The prophet Joel wrote in chapter 3, verse 14, multitudes, multitudes, in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near, in the valley of decision. Are you ready for the best day of your life and the assurance that tomorrow will be better? Are you ready to make your decision for Christ Jesus? Today is your day of salvation, your day to be born again. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, 1 Timothy 3.16, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh justified in the Spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. God said, 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. God said, John chapter 17, verses 11, and also 20 through 23. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee. Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me, and the glory which thou gavest me I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Man said the Bible is not to be taken literally, even if taken at all. Now the record. Many ask, where are all the miracles? It reminds me of the late Carl Sagan's challenge, 
that if there were a God and he authored the Bible, why aren't there amazing truths in the first book of his Bible, the book of Genesis? Students of the scriptures were astonished at his level of ignorance, but the question, where are all the miracles, is similar in nature. I personally have been involved in the ministry of Christ for 40 years. I've been privileged to see and participate in thousands of miracles, such as lives transformed by the miracle of salvation, the supernatural baptism of the Holy Ghost, laying hands on the sick, casting out devils, and witnessing God's daily supernatural intervention in my life and the lives of others. There are certain places where miracles are readily seen. One has to be there. If you were asked to pick the greatest miracle ever performed by God in the Bible, what would it be? Would it be the creation of the earth, or hanging the sun, moon, and stars in place in just six 24-hour days? What would be your choice? This feature will not only destroy the literalness argument, but in doing so, it will unveil the miracle that is bigger than the creation of the universe itself, a miracle that will shock and excite the mind of every believer. This feature will be aired in two parts. In this feature, what follows may seem unrelated to the title, but be assured it is foundational. The following list examines some of the attributes of God and the devil. Let's consider the devil first. Slow down. Do not speed read this feature. Lucifer, a name for Satan, means light or son of the morning. Isaiah fourteen twelve. How art thou fallen from heaven? O Lucifer, son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? Luke chapter ten, seventeen and 18. And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Revelation chapter 12, 3 through 9. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his heads. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them down to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man-child, who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness, where she had a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and threescore days. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. From this verse it is commonly understood that the fallen angels that followed Satan are the reference to stars in the above passage. Now let's consider some of the marvelous attributes of God. God is light. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. God is the Father of lights. James chapter 1, verse 17, Every good and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. God is from everlasting to everlasting. 
He was someplace other than the universe when he created it just over 6,000 years ago. Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. The earth is God's footstool. Isaiah 66, verse 1, Thus saith the Lord, The heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye build unto me, and where is the place of my rest? God is going to fold up the universe like a hanky and put it in his hip pocket. Hebrews chapter 11, excuse me, chapter 1, verses 10 through 12. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they all shall wax old as doth a garment and as a vesture. Shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. Jesus Christ is the bright and morning star. Revelation chapter 22, verse 16. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. Revelation chapter 1, verse 16. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. Isaiah chapter 24, 23. Then the moon shall be confounded, and the sun ashamed, when the Lord of hosts shall reign in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, and before his ancients gloriously. Jesus speaks of his glory before the creation of the earth. Webster's 1828 American Dictionary of the English Language defines glory as brightness, luster, splendor, etc. John 17, 5. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. When Jesus Christ returns to this earth at the great battle of Armageddon, he will destroy the enemy with the brightness of his coming. Remember, he outshines the sun. Second Thessalonians 2 Thessalonians 2.8 And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. The power and the brightness of his glory will be so intense that when he walks upon the mountains, rocks will become molten. Micah chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Hear all ye people, hearken, O earth, and all that therein is, and let the Lord God be witness against you, the Lord from his holy temple. For behold, the Lord cometh forth out of his place, and will come down and tread upon the high places of the earth, and the mountains shall be molten under him, and the valleys shall be cleft as wax before the fire, and as the waters that are poured down a steep place. Zechariah chapter fourteen twelve speaks of the uh, resultant effect at the battle of Armageddon upon those who fight against Christ. And this shall be the plague wherewith the Lord will smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh shall consume away while they stand upon their feet, and their eyes shall consume away in their holes, and their tongue shall consume away in their mouth. Malachi chapter 4 verse 3 speaks about the wicked and how they shall literally be reduced to ashes. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts.
Take time to consider these verses. Surely it will be well worth the time. Next week, God willing, will be the conclusion of the greatest miracle of all time. God said, 1 Timothy 3.16, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. God said, 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. God said, John chapter 17, verses 11, and also 20 through 23. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee. Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. Neither pray for uh, I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them, as thou hast loved me. Man said the Bible is not to be taken literally, even if taken at all. Now you have the record.